0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards.
1: And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this life is Life
0: Pairings, Pairings. <laughs> because life is hard.
1: So pair it with alcohol.
0: No carbs, no sugar. Go to bed hungry. And then you can be that annoying person who is so happy not eating pizza because today's life pairing is diets with nudes. We're discussing
1: vodka, a little bit of starvation and, uh, you know, vacation, starvation vacation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we should explain we're we're not putting our nudes up or anything. We're drinking... Nudes the drink.
1: Yeah, we're drinking the new nudes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't send nudes. We're not. We're not interested. We're just drinking nudes. It's the thing. Yeah, we're doing. It is the
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what did diets mean to you? Oh,
1: I feel like dieting. (laughs) Like you know what? Um, it's like I feel like I've been on a diet since I was old enough to know what fat was like I just was like you know at like 16 I was like 109 pounds and like being like I should go on a diet you know like it's like it's not just for big people it's for people of all sizes I feel like women are um more prone to feel the pressures of dieting a little bit but, you yes. know, like, that's, now that's not the case. Everybody's supposed to be skinny. Everybody is supposed to be skinny and little. And everyone is never supposed to eat anything. So.
0: And, yeah. And especially, like, you're supposed to be on some kind of elimination. Like, when somebody asks you, is there anything you can't eat? You have to have an answer for that. You not that you're allergic thing. to it. That, you know.
1: Yeah. And I'm, like, allergic to everything already. So, like, <laughs> like for real, like, my throat will close in. So, <laughs> every yeah. time I'm, like, at a restaurant now because this has been so... Everyone has an intolerance. They'll, they'll be like, I'm allergic to peanuts. And they're like, ugh. And I'm like, no, like for legitimate reasons, please do not put nuts in my dish.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it should be.
1: No, it's, yeah. Dieting is very, um. I think like a part of sort of every uh person's life because you're supposed to eat healthy. And I think that the options provided to us just like now with the click of a button mm-hmm. are not healthy. So you know like fr- we we went from the farm you know barely having any food yeah to being in the city to having too much food and uh yeah then uh, i think the the old, uh art of the diet came into place in the in the present day so i think it's a part of everybody's life how about you what does it mean to you
0: well yeah i i've kind of the same feeling i've actually never successfully done a diet um i just progressively keep gaining weight and <laughs> Fighting with any ability to have any kind of, you know, I'm happy now if I just stay where where I am, and and that's it. I would love to lose weight, but yeah, I did. Uh, I was just on. I tried keto last week. Yeah. Uh made me feel like crap. That's um, yeah,
1: definitely a. Um, it's t- changing the like insides of your body, so it's like yeah. you know, it's yeah, it makes you a little dizzy, makes you a little sick. <laughs>
0: All the things you're supposed to feel all like the, a normal all person. All the healthy things you're <laughs> supposed to feel. <laughs> but I'm kind of keeping it with intermittent fasting.
1: The intermittent fasting.
0: Yeah. And that seems to be going okay, because basically it's just like, don't eat when you sleep. And since I sleep a ton, they're like, yeah. okay, that's it. I'm depressed, <laughs> I'm fucking
1: losing all kinds of weight.
0: Yeah. But I also live in Vancouver, where... Everybody I know is on so everybody in Vancouver, especially women, you have to eliminate everything. You know, you eat your sparkled water or whatever. And then you can add food back in. And I then don't know whoever it's has
1: Vancouver specific, Carla.
0: I don't think it is, but I, don't I just think it is
1: because that's every doctor because I am allergic to like I have eczema and uh allergies and when you go to a naturopath or like any mm-hmm. sort of doctor that doesn't just prescribe medicine. Yeah. The first thing they do is they say, let's figure out what you're allergic to. It's something. Something isn't going good in your diet. So let's figure it out. Let's eliminate everything and then add stuff back in.
0: And that makes sense if you're having, you know, issues. But it's everybody Everybody is on an elimination diet. Really? (laughs) Even if they're, like, perfect. They're like, well, no, there's got to be something wrong. And then you win points, I guess. If you... if you can't eat certain things i've tried to like <laughs> do the lunch when i back when i worked and it was basically like we can have chicken <laughs> with nothing on it Listen, everyone's seems to be okay with except for the I, vegetarians then they can't have that so oh, yeah no oh my
1: god this is such a sign of the times too because <laughs> it's just like you know what's funny is like i think there's a lot of like unhealthy stuff in our food mm-hmm. like i think there's you know <laughs> For, like, 20 years for some reason, uh, they were like, hey, just put whatever in there and keep them full and keep them coming.
0: (laughs) Keep it preserved for as long as possible.
1: You know, put salt in there, put sugar Mm -hmm. in there, keep them buying this. And I think it's had some, like, incredible effects on the population because now everybody is allergic to something. Yeah. And 30 years ago, there were not this many allergies. But we were also, we weren't eating this complexly an appropriate amount of carbohydrates, an appropriate amount of, you know, meat and vegetables, and you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say all the time.
1: <laughs> well, I think, I think like a lot of a farm, the time, like, I, I think if you lived on a
0: farm, you were eating the vegetable from a garden. Unless you had to give that to your government or to the king. <laughs> right. So probably that's what I'm, we've saying always... is like, I'm saying like, it's the
1: we didn't I'm, I'm discussing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. We didn't have, like, Big Macs. You no. know There was nothing that was, like, all mixed together and filled with a million different ingredients that was, like, there was vegetables, there was protein, there was, like, a little bit of carbohydrates, and they weren't made with, like, an insane amount of gluten. Gluten's, like, a new thing. Yeah. And, like, it turns out not good for anyone. I have no problem with people not being able to eat. I I have a problem with people making it your problem. Yes. Where it's, like, if you have, like, a really, really restrictive diet, you do, you boo. Yeah. And do it not on a group lunch order (laughs) yes exactly like i have no i'm not like here to make fun of allergies and things that make people feel poorly i think that's great that you figured it out and i would love to figure it out myself but don't ruin it for me when we're (laughs) getting pizza yeah we're not ordering gluten-free pizza with no cheese it's gross (laughs) no one wants it that's disgusting (laughs) yeah
0: i just think that as we've done in our whole history of everything it's the trendy like i'm not gonna eat this because it's trendy to not eat that and then you you'd kind of screw over the people that are like but i can't eat that because everybody just thinks like oh you're so much work and they're like i'm just sorry but i will throw up or poop (laughs) my pants if that's what we eat rather than like Princess Sharon over there, who's like, "Oh, it'll make my skin look less glowy." And you're like, "Okay, Sharon,
1: we'll bring your own <laughs> lunch then," because I'm not doing this with you every day. <laughs> Which is funny. You know what's funny is, mm. um, uh, just diving into the psychology of this all. Oh, yes, yeah. You wouldn't have guessed it based on our conversation <laughs> just now, but dieting is very emotional, right? <laughs> Like,
0: listen to us talk about it,
1: like, immediately. I we're like, no, this, yeah, whatever. How about, no, shut the fuck
0: up. Mm-hmm. And it just makes mm-hmm. people on edge. I think it's, like, the new religion, kind of.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's ever-changing, and there's never really a right or a wrong. Like, I mean, don't eat to excess. That's always, you know, everything in, in um, moderation is yeah. a good rule. I think we figured out in the last little bit that, like, sugar is not good for you, and they put it into everything. Mm-hmm gluten is a new thing that's like not good for anybody all of a sudden and it's like well they put it in our diet less than 100 years ago right and it had some pretty negative re- uh, effects on people so they're just like the thing about diet like it's we don't actually know what really is the thing you know what i mean like yeah there's that's why everybody gets so emotional about it. Cause it's like, no, I tried this and you should try this and everybody's body is so different. Yeah. And there's so many expectations that I think that um, eating expectations when put on people is not, uh, it doesn't have a positive effect because you're already um, thinking about your body. You're already thinking about what you're eating and then you, everybody's eating a different thing and you feel left out of that. And it has like a really emotional effect on people and uh, and a physical effect as well, because like, most diets don't work. People can't stay on them.
0: Right. Well, and and sorry, going back to what you just said, it does kind of like I, I didn't even think about it, but it does frame everything in a negative light. Like you're not generally going on a diet because you're like, this is great. Uh, my yeah. body's perfect and my eating is great, but I just, you know, want to fine tune it or something. That's generally not what we're doing.
1: No, you're trying to like lose a, like a certain amount of weight or look a certain way and i actually like i i was reading into it and they were saying that they did a study in uh people who want to lose weight don't aren't necessarily overweight like they mm-hmm. are right within their category so they're trying to achieve like a really unnecessary standard and not not a very healthy one either right. and so 72% of women dieters and 44% of men dieters have never been overweight right oh so huh. yeah So it's like most people that are on diets really aren't that overweight. They're just trying to achieve a certain weight that maybe is below what they are even supposed to be, uh, you know, in in terms of health.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there
1: was there was all kinds of things like I mean, it just like there's physical risks of dieting and stuff. That's why there's nutritionists and, and, and doctors because you're supposed to. You're not supposed to get on one of these fatty diets. You're right. not supposed to just jump on a diet. You're supposed to go get all your blood sugars tested and get your heart rate tested and, you know, figure out where you sit and then figure out maybe what the problem is. If you are overweight, then you're, you should consult with a doctor to find out what it is that you should do. Because some people like like ramming way too much protein and way too much fat into your diet could have some major heart uh, complications associated right. with it and
0: that's essentially yeah. what the keto diet is right well and the guy it's... that found atkins he died of a heart attack I really?
1: <laughs> well they say you know here's the funny thing so he died of a heart attack but it was i read i just read up on this oh it was care. um a week after he had fallen on a new york sidewalk and hit his head
0: oh okay so it could be so
1: they don't know for sure but i mean yes the the guy <laughs> who invented the atkins diet which was essentially the keto diet yes 20, 10 years ago right yeah yeah like that's all it was they were like remove carbohydrates there was uh, signs that he potentially died of like heart complications but I, it was very close to after he had hit his head very hard and it could have been tied to that as well so right but yeah so there is um i mean there's it's like a very emotional thing there was a study done um let me see here i'm i'm reading this off of eatingdisorders.org.uk which was oh, okay. uh, when i just looked up dieting this is one yeah. of the most interesting things that came up and um, it was a study that was done to uh, people in the Korean War. Some of the soldiers, the men ate normally during the first three months of the experiments while their eating patterns and personalities were studied. They were put, and then they were put on strict diets where their normal food intake was halved for a period of three months. After they went through the three month rehabilitation period where they were reintroduced to eating normal amounts of food. What happens suggests that the effects of dieting are f- far-reaching. Food became the main topic of conversations. Right. Reading and daydreaming for almost all of them. So they were like, as soon as like they took all that food away and then reintroduced it, yeah. it's all they talked
0: about. Right. Oh. They were
1: like, it was every part of every conversation. People were reading up about it. Men who previously had no particular interest in food and cooking became fascinated by cookery and menus. About halfway through the semi-starvation period, 13 of the men uh, expressed interest in taking up cooking careers after the war was over. Um, Many of the men found it impossible to stick to the diet. They ate secretly and impulsively and feeling guilty afterwards. Uh, Psychologically, they became more anxious and prone to feeling depressed. They had difficulties concentrating and they began to withdraw from other people, became less sociable. Two of the men had emotional breakdowns, mm. and one of them cut off his finger, apparently oh. hoping that he would be excused from the study. Oh my god! <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like that like, that sounds like something
0: I would do. I'd be like,
1: "See, I can't."
0: And they'd be like, no, I, know, no. it's like <laughs> "I don't
1: even have a finger anymore." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Let him go back in." But yeah, like so. I mean, it was this was a study done in, in the Korean War to these men, and they were it, it became an over-fascination, uh, bordering on obsession with food. Right. And they were then, like, you know, even if they wouldn't have been hungry, they were feeling starved all the time because it was like they knew it was being taken away from them. Yeah. And they knew it was like, uh, you know, it was all just to see what they would do. And it was terrible, terrible
0: effect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I've never heard about that. Yeah. I, I just found it. I found it on this UK website. Yeah. Yeah, so it's...
1: I mean, there, and then let's say this too. There yeah. are positive effects to dieting properly. I mean, right. if you're, you're eating what, you know, in moderation, you're eating enough protein and vegetables and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Then, and you're following a diet and you feel good about it and you yeah. lose the weight. And that has an incredible effect on people uh, losing yeah. a lot of weight and feeling healthy and good, you know? Yeah. Then it's good, but it's, it's a very hard, Thing to achieve all of that at once because it's has such an effect on the human brain
0: yeah well and it's such a part of our society I mean really like I think we all went through that Korean experiment because we are as a society obsessed with food and we are obsessed with you know it like I said earlier it's kind of like a cult you know you're in the keto cult or you're in the, the fasting cult or you're in the whatever elimination or whatever all this stuff and science versus it's just a podcast i think out of australia they did an episode on fasting and it's really i mean what they basically found out is all diets can work because right. all diets basically just mean you eat less that's all it is right so it's just kind of like trying to figure out the right hack for your brain and your body to be able to you know almost enjoyably like that would be lovely. Or to, um, in a way that is positive for you, to lose weight. Yes. Whether that be, you know, whatever, as long as it's done safely. But we're not a society that is big on safely losing weight. That's not fun.
1: Well, no, because it takes forever, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and in in contrast to that, we're not really a society that is into safely gaining weight. (laughs) No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for myself, I can I, I can speak from personal experience. I went from approximately 130 pounds um, and then over the course of two years gained about 100 pounds. Right. And it was, I mean, I moved out of home. I was drinking a lot more. I was eating out every day. I was, but also just like those are my genetics. Like I look at right. a lot of people in my family. A lot of people on my mother's side are overweight. And my mom warned me. She was like, you are going to hit an age where you're not. I was skinny all the way up until like 22 years old. Right. Like skinny mini. And I just gained 100 pounds. And it was like kind of like now looking back on it, how funny it was. Because I remember just like my all my friends were like hey do you want to go work out or hey maybe we should sign up for a pool exercise or hey <laughs> like, and i was like okay and then my cousin one time was like hey do you want to go to the pool and i was like sure she's like i think i i got us into a good program and it was like pool exercise for old ladies <laughs> and i got there and i like tossed on a, a bikini because i've always worn a bikini and right, i like tossed yeah, it on yeah. and i was like holy Jiminy cricket. (laughs) I was like, I don't think I can go in there. And she's like, well, we already are on the list. So I wore this like way too small for me. I was like, oh my God. But it didn't, I didn't notice, you know? Right. And I I, I think it was, you know, it was like over such a short period of time. So as much as people are like losing weight in big Mm -hmm. chunks, that's unhealthy. People are gaining weight in
0: huge chunks too because
1: I didn't have the restriction of like, my mother fed me for 20 years, you know?
0: Yeah, I did the, the other way I did it at the, I think I gained 10 pounds every year from about the time I was, probably around the same time, probably like 22, 23. Um, and it's funny because if you do it that way, then you don't notice and then suddenly you're in the mirror and you're like, what the, who the hell is that? You're like, um, oh, I swear to God, I swear to God. You <laughs> know. But that's the um,
1: thing. And I think in our society, like eating is an obsession.
0: Mm-hmm and it's very, very emotional I'm it's a very, very emotional like, eater let's
1: eat. Let's drink it's very emotional and it's availability has only increased like I was giggling the other night because I was so I'm like trying to lose a few pounds so mm-hmm. now my obsession is laying in bed and looking through skip the dishes menus <laughs> <laughs> like I'll wake up at two, two three o'clock in the morning and go oh my god I'm starving and I won't order anything but I just mm-hmm. go I wonder what I could order <laughs> And then I look through. I'm like, oh, Taco Time has a 24 hour location. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> it's very... And then so after reading this, like a uh, study in the Korean War here, and it, that's mm-hmm. so funny because it's so like, of course you're trying to lose a few pounds, so all you can think about is food. Yeah. And oftentimes, what happens is you do the exact opposite. Is you like, you just binge eat because you're mad, or you're like, yeah. oh, I need all this,
0: or it's comforting.
1: Yeah, or that's it's a big comforting. Thing.
0: Um, there's a really good documentary right now on HBO on uh, the the cult Nexium, and watching it, watching it, yeah, yeah. So they they talk about this calorie counting thing, and that's control over your body, and oh, oh yeah, and it's really interesting because it's women, and that, but I mean, that's the thing is like that's kind of what we do in society. I mean, how many times have you been out for dinner with your girlfriends? How many conversations have you talked about diets? Now I'm lucky with you guys, like at my sort of very good girlfriend group. We don't really talk about diets very often, Because so... none of us have been on one in some time, <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> I mean my dream one day i said I was on like a cruise line one year, and there's this eighty year old Italian woman who's like probably four foot eight, probably two hundred and fifty pounds, and she was wearing a hot pink bikini, and you know what <laughs> she did not give a shit, and i that's who I want to be when I'm eighty.
1: I always say to uh our dear friend, uh, I always say, uh, don't you wish we were running and dieting people <laughs> instead of eating and drinking people? I always say to her, like, one day in our lives, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go, hey, man, it's time for our eight o'clock run. I'll meet you on the, <laughs> you on the ridge and we'll go for a quick jog mm-hmm. instead of eight o'clock at night going, hey, <laughs> let's go to the pub and get a beef dip and 23 beers. Yeah. Well, I think and that's the problem with us. Go, one day, one day we'll be that person.
0: Is we used to be those people? Like I remember when we first kind of started hanging out, you still were pretty active and stuff. Um, oh yeah, I, played, I was um, teaching I dance
1: quite seriously until I was about twenty years old. So yeah,
0: and like I was teaching dance like four times a week, and so we could go to the pub and eat. You know, all you can eat wings, but we weren't eating that many probably at the time, anyways, right? Because no, we were and then we would hit and...
1: the dance. We'd hit the dance yeah. club, anyways, afterwards, and we would dance for five hours.
0: All right. Well, speaking of, um, you know, diets and fads. Yeah. Um, my history story today is on Dr. Linda Hazard and starvation heights. Ooh. So, I got a lot of this information from My Favorite Murder, our, yeah, one of our I, favorite podcasts.
1: like I have not heard the story, but I love <laughs> it very much, so I'm excited for the listeners to hear.
0: Good. Um, and also, a lot of information on the Smithsonian website. Uh, so, back kind of early, this is early 1900s, uh, this wellness trend, because more people were sort of making money in America and Canada and um, even in Britain. Uh, the middle class was kind of rising up and so there were more people that had time on their hands leisure time so wellness trends became very popular um so whether that was the we've talked about wine with cocaine in it before on the podcast maybe this was taking to the waters in bath um (laughs) the battle creek sanatorium where um cornflakes came out of and there was no regulations on these. So basically just a lot of... Uh, gave um, a lot of entrepreneurs you some good times. To
1: oil film, essentially.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because there was no regulations and all you had to do is basically be like, this will cure everything. People will drink it, eat it. There's a whole thing about like eating, drinking radium in the early uh, 20th century. And one of these things was uh, fasting. And this has been in history for... Our entire history, Um, ancient Greeks thought that demons could get in the mouth while eating, so they encouraged (laughs) fasting to help with that. Uh, You know, it's in the Bible. It's many religions have um, aspects of fasting in them. It was also thought by Cotton Mather that fasting and prayer would solve the Salem witchcraft epidemic. (laughs) I love it. We're always
1: back to witches. It's always like, oh, these goddamn witches.
0: So. Uh, Linda Hazard was born in Carver, Minnesota, in 1867. She was one of eight children, so she probably knew a little bit about like not being able to eat all the time. Um, she was married when she was 18 and had two children, but then 14 years later, she just decided she was going to become an osteopathic nurse and leave her family behind. She didn't want to do that anymore. Right. In 1902, she uh, has one of her one of the patients under her dies and the coroner looks into this and says it was by starvation and tries to get her prosecuted but because she's not a licensed doctor she was a nurse she couldn't be held legally responsible and also some rings were stolen from the body
1: what was stolen
0: rings like jewelry
1: oh jesus so she was just a dirty thief (laughs) yeah
0: and but weirdly the family murderer yeah um the really the family didn't really push anything with this and so this there throughout this whole thing there's kind of this aspect of i think she was kind of a good cult leader like she was maybe quite charismatic and quite demanding and so people wouldn't really stand up to her as much all right so in 1904 she marries samuel hazard a military man who was also caught embezzling military funds (laughs) <laughs> he gets arrested for bigamy though because he wasn't actually divorced from one of his wives from before so after that he goes to jail and they get out he they in 1906 they moved to Owala, washington which is near it's about an hour i think from uh seattle so even though dr hazard doctor sorry that's in quotation she has no <laughs> formal medical degree she's not you just say it with an a on the end, doctor. <laughs> Not that. Um <laughs> but she had a degree as a fasting specialist. So in Washington state they actually grandfathered in anybody with these kind of de- these types of degrees or you know specializations and basically just said like, "Oh, you have a medical degree. It's fine." So <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, In 1908, she wrote, Fasting for the Cure of Medical Disease, because she believed that fasting could cure many things, including cancer.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's true, but (laughs) you you know what? You need to cure a cancer, less nutrients.
0: Yes, although apparently on this Science versus uh, Fasting, they do think there might actually be something with cancer and fasting. Really? That, like, it's helpful? Yeah, because it's starving the new the cells. So with in combination with now I'm a, I didn't write this down and I don't I'm not a doctor, but um, in combination with other treatments, it's kind of starving the cells. So then the can- cancer can't spread as well. It's very early date though, so. But we're not saying that she was correct. She just may have accidentally been correct on that one. But yeah, she just thought that the root of all disease came from too much food. And the true health resulted from rests from food through near total fasts of days or more. People were served small servings of vegetable broths and their systems were flushed with what, Brittany?
1: Their own poop?
0: Well, with enemas, is that what flushing? Well,
1: well I don't no, know how enemas yeah, work very that's well. When you, that's when you stick pretty much like a, uh, a butt spray gun up your butt and then <laughs> you uh-huh. just like make it all, you flush it all out.
0: Yes, yes. So daily, you know, we're all missing out on that. But also, she (laughs) would do.
1: (laughs) Somebody just give you an enema daily. You're like, good morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what we need: is a good butt spray every internal breaths. Butt spray. Um, I actually think that
1: would be a nice way to like. uh, I think that would be a nice monthly treat. To tell you the truth,
0: I think it's not. I think enemas are not supposed to be horrible for you. I don't think they're supposed to be aiding in um not eating
1: yeah i think i mean i think it certainly flushes you out quicker but i think it's Mm -hmm. actually supposed to be pretty good for you to have an edema every once in a while
0: (laughs) yeah yeah uh she'd also do massages which massages are good right yes except for they were more like stomach beatings and she would yell eliminate 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 while beating on somebody's stomach
1: what a goddamn televangelist for the <laughs> gut biome. I
0: know. <laughs> Speaking of snake oil. um, One of her patients was Daisy Haglund, who was a patient in 1908 and was directed to fast for 50 days. Now, that's not okay. Um, no,
1: it's, I mean, it seems a little extreme. I don't want to <laughs> point
0: fingers, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you also don't have a medical degree, so you are just as qualified as... Just as, as qualified to
1: point fingers as she is.
0: <laughs> At 38 years old, she finished the 50-day uh, fast. Oh but God. then she died, so that was... Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't so good.
1: She she, she finished the 50-day fast, I mean. <laughs> 10 days and she died, but she did... <laughs> on the 50th day in her coffin she was mm-hmm. like i oh. am skinny as a motherfucker <laughs> uh
0: there's also ida wilcox who died in 1908 in 1909 there were two more women that died in 1910 I think it was like three or four this is also men too that she's getting into uh it was reported in the news but nothing happened no there was no prosecution or anything and even uh, state legislator Louis E Radner Radder, sorry uh who mm-hmm. actually owned the property where the sanatorium was located that she would open later he died in May 1911 so okay. a little bit of a red flag right no he owns Everyone the property is
1: not living
0: right he dies property a few years later shows up and that's where she builds her sanatorium <laughs> it's a little weird <laughs> The public was watching radar cause he was a public figure and his fasting cure when he was six foot two when he died he was a hundred pounds.
1: Oh my god. Yeah,
0: so not not safe. Um and there was a New Zealand man who shot himself while fasting under hazard. Yeah. So That's different than cutting off your guy cutting off the finger. He just went no, never mind.
1: (laughs) Do you know what's funny though? I kind of like the guy who shot himself more than the guy who cut off his finger.
0: I know he's like now fuck it. Just
1: like you know what? I'm not a big attention seeker. Fuck this, it's gone wrong. Yeah, the guy who cut off his finger was like,
0: I want a burrito. (laughs) And some other people didn't die. Um, and so then they became very committed advocates because, you know, they'd lost weight or they were theoretically feeling better because, you know, what happens when you're not beating? You start to hallucinate and maybe you are not paying attention <laughs> to what's going on in real life. Yeah. Um, Hazard was quite domineering. And so few people would stand up to her. And again, it's this kind of culty leader aspect of her. And because patients were willing to seek the treatment, Hazard couldn't be prosecuted because, you know. They did it to themselves. Because
1: they signed up for it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like, they signed
1: up for it. They went. They did the thing. It was, like, not like, you know, they weren't forced into anything. I mean, it, it, they probably paid for it, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they paid for it. I'm sorry. That said, not, uh, metaphorically and figuratively. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, boy, did they pay for it. Aha. Uh, one of the most famous uh, patients of hers are Dorothea and Claire Williamson the sisters who had various ailments and you know it kind of sounds like they were just into this wellness fad um like we all are now uh but they had actually inherited their father's estate so they had quite a bit of money and they heard about the institute of natural therapeutics in washington and (laughs) they thought this sounded like a relaxing sanctuary in the wilderness
1: I just want people to be so cautious of buzzwords. Like,
0: <laughs> because what what was the name of it? Therapeutic what? Institute of natural therapeutics.
1: Like you can call anything anything. You're like healthy Mick health but Mick, yeah. Therapy Organic. And everyone's like,
0: please <laughs> give me this. But when they showed up to Seattle, they found out that the institute was still being built. So um they hazard said to them so you go get an apartment in Seattle and yeah. she would just treat them there so the girls don't tell their family about this obviously they'd probably gotten into a few different like homeopathic remedies that were maybe a little questionable before so they didn't really want you know their family knowing about this which wasn't a great idea it turns out and they were fed a cup of tomato broth twice a day and then given uh hours long enemas with 12 to 13 quarts of water um, Jesus
1: Christ, Donna,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had to be they were in bathtubs the entire time they were getting these enemas and there was like supports like canvas supports in the bathtub so that they didn't so if they fainted they would be okay which oh re- another red flag not not okay Hazard obviously figured out that they were quite wealthy, and so she offered very nicely to store their jewelry, property deeds, etc., in her safe for them.
1: Such that's nice awfully life. kind of her.
0: Yeah. So they went on this diet for two months, and they were they both became very skinny and delirious. Hazard gets a signature from Claire on her will, granting twenty five pounds a year and full control of her body if she dies. Red flag number three. No one should be yeah. asking you questions like that. And even they start, they're protesting and saying like, okay, this is not what we wanted. This is not, we don't, maybe don't want to do this anymore. Um, Hazard gets them to move to the new estate, which is apparently ready for them. So this is sort of now they were in a city and now they're in the middle of nowhere. Perfect cult time. Yeah. Um, when they're moved there, they weighed 70 pounds.
1: Oh my god!
0: So that's like 70, what
1: seventy-seven a... zero. Yeah. Good grief!
0: So one of them does send out a cable, what what the old folks refer to and the new kids call an email. I think it's the same thing. <laughs> uh, on April thirtieth of uh, nineteen eleven, and they send it to their childhood nurse in Australia, Margaret Conway asking her to come help them. It's a really strange message. It's like one line, and she just thinks, like, this is super weird, and so she goes to Australia. Or, sorry, she goes to Seattle. Unfortunately, she's in Australia, so it takes her a month to get there. When she shows up, Sam Hazard, this is the husband, he goes and meets her and tells her that Claire has died. Because she had she died because of drugs administered to her during childhood which had oh yeah that'll her... come back to bite you in the ass 28 20 years later her <laughs> her organs had shrunk and caused cirrhosis of the liver
1: oh my
0: god this reminds me I'm of my going like one...
1: cirrhosis of the liver for a very different reason <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm I not gonna tell you that right now yeah it's not
0: because whatever you got for being having the flu when you were a child. Okay,
1: hey, spoiler alert. My cirrhosis of the liver <laughs> is <isn't> medication-based. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so he takes um, her to see Dorothea, the other sister. Uh, she's 50 pounds. Dangerous. She's living in this weird shack. Like, obviously, this institute is not, you know... Uh, because they're keeping all the patients away from each other. Basically, so they can't chat about food probably and you know they keep saying about obviously this this nurse is very upset uh, about claire who had died but they kind of, they just kind of put it off as like well the fasting cure couldn't help her because she's too far gone but you know hopefully it'll help dorothea somebody else yeah and so even like while she's there other patients are asking margaret to help them so
1: <laughs> not great this is, like, this is, like, 101 in How to Control Humans. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Dorothea is so thin that her sitting bones are protruding out, and so she can't sit because it causes her pain. So she, like, no, has no ass. So Margaret tries to take Dorothea out of the Institute, but the Hazards tell her that they have all this paperwork over her. Linda Hazard has been appointed as the executor of her... Uh, very wealthy estate and also is her guardian for life samuel hazard has been appointed been appointed power of attorney they have taken all of her clothes her household goods and six thousand dollars worth of jewels so obviously totally on the up and up yeah <laughs> so the uh the nurse goes to their uncle in portland because she's Obviously, kind of. A, this is still like a classist system. She's a working class; no one's gonna listen to her. So she goes to the uncle in Portland to get the to get help to get Dorothea out. Right. So the hazards very kindly, and this is one hundred percent what happens when you go to like a hospital. Um, <laughs> they agree to let her go if they are compensated. So right, yeah, you pay to
1: pe- get people out of hospitals.
0: Yeah, but I mean, usually well,
1: you... in the states, you
0: do. Yeah, that you know what? That's oh god. but he actually had to barter which normally i don't know i don't know if they let you do that in the states
1: no i don't think they let you barter
0: (laughs) so he barters two thousand dollars which is fifty four thousand dollars in today's money to get her out so he basically has to pay fifty thousand dollars to these people who had already stolen all of her clothes and all of her stuff and probably had given her had been paying her for this whole time right to get her out and dorothea wants to take legal action against hazard. but The local county won't prosecute because they can't afford to? Uh, <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, they don't have any money. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, that means that she was probably paying them off. They couldn't afford to, like, go against her, is really what they were saying. Right. Sometimes bodies would be buried on that property, and sometimes they just thrown off a cliff. Some of them were sent to a funeral home, which she paid off. Um, at one point there was like a body switching thing they think went on with this funeral home so that the body didn't look, the dead body didn't look as as skinny as it was. Oh,
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: Um, but Dorothea pushes forward and Hazard's finally arrested in August 1911. The defense is basically that the doctors, or the other doctors are jealous of her. You know, <laughs> that legal claim.
1: No, I'm just so jealous <laughs> that I can't murder people like you can. You're yeah. the best murderer.
0: I know. <laughs> uh, just just the same as self-defense is an excuse. That's also a, an excuse. Maybe in 1911, um, yeah. that Dorothea testifies against her, and there's a paper trail of her forcing all of these patients who are now dead, giving her, you know, rights to their estate, you know, things in their will. So, they're like, okay, fine, we get it, she's convicted. She serves two years, and then she gets a pardon from the governor. Again. Okay. Really? Yeah. 100% on the up and up. Just so crooked. Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you're rich enough, you don't have to go play by the rules. Oh, yeah, it's almost like if
1: you... Yeah, if you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. And turns out, because of all the people she murdered and stole from, she had a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So she moves. She moves to New Zealand, where she had some more followers. Uh, But they, as as thank God for New Zealand, they stop her because her license had been revoked. (laughs) Her license, but yeah, it had been revoked in America, so she couldn't practice, and so she had to leave. So. Thank you, New Zealand, for saving the day again. Yeah. So she heads back to Washington. And in 1927, she starts the School of Health. And because she has no license, she just doesn't call herself a doctor or a nurse. So it's just like this cool place you can go hang out.
1: Yeah, she's like, hey, if you want to come here to the thing,
0: I'll do it. But (laughs) don't call me a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She writes another book. So she gets more fans. But in 1935, the sanatoriums burned to the ground. Yay. Yay. By whom? (laughs) I'm guessing maybe some of the people inside that were like, "Mm, no, I don't have access to a gun and I can't cut off my finger because I'm too tired. (laughs)
1: They're just like, burn it. it! Witch. (laughs) Then they're all like, witches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then then that was the famous witch trial of Washington, Um, 1912, 35, sorry. Um, in 1938, she gets sick. So of course she's gonna. She, now to her to her merit, she actually treats herself with her own treatment. Most okay, con artists <laughs> yeah, don't. I'll give her that. Don't fall for their own con. So this is you know this is impressive. Treats herself with her own treatment. Uh, guess what she does? What what does she die of? Starvation. Just, yeah. No. you know it what? She like, stuck uh, it out. Weird turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> Hyperglycemia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least 12 people died under her care, but it's estimated to be up to 40.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So that... that's a lot of
1: people to kill.
0: Now, I didn't think about this till like four hours into research, probably not four hours, but her name is Hazard. Come yeah. on, guys. Anyways.
1: That's, <laughs> so... uh, is that, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. crazy. hmm. That is, uh, hey, news tip. Mm-hmm. Don't go.
0: Don't let people beat you in the stomach. Yeah, and yeah. throw you off cliffs. I. <laughs> so yeah. So speaking of kind of cults, in uh, back then. Yeah, there's nothing
1: has really changed like people's anything surrounding health and diet and feeling better and feeling the most you it's like, it's cultish behavior, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's very like so obviously back then, you could get tricked into like these little like, oh, we're setting up a thing. We're doing this. Um, The most recent thing that uh, we talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast is the Nexium cult. Yes. And they are doing a a uh, documentary that I'm watching just like at the edge of my seat every week. Mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. vow, which is on HBO. You can get it on Crave here in Canada. Um Very good. But yeah, basically uh it's very it's insane to me that anybody would join this. It was it was I mean not specifically based on dieting, but every woman he had uh in the cult or in what they thought was like a project to better themselves and teach classes and raise money to get members and all this kind of stuff, it was basically uh he just chose like the best looking w- women he could find mm-hmm. um, a lot of it was tied to Hollywood, like there was a lot of Hollywood stars, yeah and and then once they got it there, they were encouraged to like, you know, like, uh, let's see a diet plan. We, we'd really like to see you be your best you. So what he did was his name was uh, Keith Rainier. And he described himself as a multi-level marketing company. <laughs> and it was based out of Albany, New York. But then it had second, set up a very successful secondary location in Vancouver, British Columbia.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know and- where you want to go if you want to better yourself better yourself and
1: that was the whole thing was it was like people teaching people how to better themselves and what it really was was kind of sex trafficking yeah and so to get in the door you first of all had to look a certain way and weigh a certain thing and then once you got there you weren't quite thin enough so they really encouraged you to submit a calorie plan and then cut half those calories And then what they did was once you were sort of at that like weight and what they wanted, then you had to give your person who inducted you who they were referring to as masters and slaves, which if that didn't tip you off, maybe, (laughs) you know, but if the stomach beating didn't tip you off you a (laughs) hundred years ago, I guess, why would this? Yeah. And, uh, so they would, and then they would get you to submit something that they could blackmail you for later, which was, you know, they could, it would be like submit nude pictures or submit an email that would incriminate your family. So you had to submit something that would incriminate you and then incriminate your family. And And they would call it collateral. Yeah. Collateral. That's what they called it. And then they would introduce you to, uh, Keith. You'd finally get to meet Keith. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you basically, it was just all a thing so that Keith could sleep with these women all over the world. Yeah. And it was all like, and it was all sort of, they were controlled mainly by dieting and image and betterment of oneself. And there were all these rules and it was kind of like this weird Scientology approach. Like, you know, very, yeah. Yeah. And very new age. So it's, and, and circulated around buzzwords and, you got certain, like, if you got to a certain level, you got a certain scarf, and you wore that scarf, and anything where you, are like, have to wear a certain thing and look a certain way, Yeah, they're trying to control your mind.
0: The interesting thing that I figured, I don't think I probably figured it out on my own, but um, one of the things I noticed when I was watching this is, this is literally, everything that he says is literally what you learn in therapy not to do. So he's kind of, he always keeps saying, like, you are... Fully in control of your emotions so right. everything that happens it's your fault if you get emotional about it now this is what leads to depression and yeah you because do you're is... so
1: convinced that everything is your fault
0: exactly so it's literally a cult and maybe this is all cults I don't this is a new thing I just realized but it's it's actually causing depression and people who a lot of these people were kind of successful you know they were um, oh,
1: yeah. yeah. These women were at the top of their game. There were there was a lot of like very successful actresses, very pe- successful women in business. There was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. And they were and and the, the sort of the, the incredible part of it is that like, Keith really only controlled like the top end of it. Yeah. It was really the women that controlled mm-hmm. it all. And it was yeah. them who would try to induct people. And yeah, and then controlled them all through like, let's look a certain way. Let's act a certain way. And then uh, let let's have some collateral. So if something, if you ever want to leave, I've got something on you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and, uh, yeah, this was only, and this was in like what twenty. 18 i think he got arrested in 2019 or 2018 so this is yeah, still he very just, new like, very recently went to jail yeah so this is you know you think culture in the 70s or there's scientology you know we're still coming up with new things
1: and and people always they'll always want to control a group of people you want them to look and act a certain way and controlling what they eat and do and look like is a really easy old way to control people yeah like it's it's sort of like brainwashing one on one like let's get in their heads and make them want to be what i want them to be
0: exactly and that's generally you know stripping away food is a really great resource of taking away somebody's control
1: well yeah because your brain starts to you start to lose the ability to make proper decisions yeah yeah um yeah so i mean a uh, good thing about this is that that fella is in jail and he was mm-hmm. charged with like sex trafficking um and a bunch of other like essentially running like a marketing scheme because it was basically a pyramid scheme what he was doing yeah like he was like let's get women to get other women to get other women and then i make all the money from really doing not a whole lot Mm -hmm. like if you watch the documentary he's always just like playing racquetball and he's such a
0: creepy fucker i don't understand total
1: creepy fucker and like insisted people kiss him on the lips hey here's a hot tip (laughs) <laughs> and it's probably not happening in COVID anymore, right? But people who want to kiss you on the lips,
0: not okay.
1: No, gross. Unless like you this is like a thing that people lips. do where they try to kiss you on the lips, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, you're like that's that's reserved for old aunts, <laughs>
0: and, and we, we don't even like it when they allowed. do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we don't even
0: like that. So gross, gag <laughs> me. Yeah, the new news, yeah. new cult for 2010 yeah the i love that culture still happening people yeah are like, <laughs> who knew I'm not letting it fade and 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 a home one too in vancouver
1: that's nice Yeah, this is a home one and in the spirit of keeping local we've chosen mm-hmm. which here's the thing i was pretty uh excited that i was gonna get to make fun of this drink because it seems yeah. new and douchey and fatty yeah, yeah. and uh quite frankly I found out some pretty neat stuff about it. Uh we did we chose the uh the nude brand of the vodka sodas. I noticed like everybody's got um kind of a new like vodka soda gin soda mix pre mixed cans.
0: Good god, even Budweiser's on the thing.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> nude is a small startup alcoholic beverage company based out of BC, Canada. Nice. Yep. Nude was created with a mission of developing
0: a healthier alternative
1: that was both sugar and sweetener free.
0: Yeah, and it definitely... Uh, its um, I'm drinking the strawberry kiwi one, which is now my favorite one. Um, I like the strawberry kiwi. I like yeah. the peach as well. Because a lot of these ones, it's really hard to get that not overly flavorful uh, aspect to it. Yeah. Like you, you don't want it super sweet. And this is very nice. It's It's a nice, light, sweet... They don't taste like that
1: gross, like sugary, um, you Fake know, like kinda, thing. Like if yeah. you just make yourself a vodka soda and put a little lemon in it, mm-hmm. that's all you want it, right? And it, they seem to have sort of nailed the thing on this, and yeah. So here's the thing, the, it's not just the vodka sodas, they have gin sodas, tequila sodas, iced teas, hard seltzers, and just a bunch of different products now that are made with clean alcohol base containing all natural flavors and just 100 calories and have zero carbs per serving. Nice. I drank they could have drink. They chose Keto. the name "nude" because based they're you know it's stripped down of all the sugar sweeteners and the ingredients you would just normally find in if you made it yourself you know so it's yeah. kind of just nude. That's what they were going for. And uh, if you'd like to know the different flavors they make, they make uh, strawberry kiwi, classic lime, peach, cucumber, mint, ooh, Whoa.
0: grapefruit, raspberry, lemon, mango, cran raspberry, and black cherry. It even says on their little cans that they support local animal rescue organizations. Yeah, like, I was really all jazzed up
1: because I think their commercials are really stupid because they just go, like, nude, right? Perfect. (laughs) And I just hated it so much that I was like, let's pick this this week because I just want to talk about how dumb they are. (laughs) And now I'm just, like, reading all the things about them, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually, yeah, it says, how does nude support Animal rescue organizations. Animal welfare is very close to our hearts. A portion of all profits are donated to the animal rescue organizations and each are new or in each area new to sold. To date, we have donated over a hundred and fifty thousand to animal welfare welfare with our goal of donating one million by two
0: thousand twenty three. Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know what they are, uh, and I just got that from right, right from their own website. So it's com, And yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll tell you all about it. But it's actually, uh, it turned out uh, kind of surprising. Of course, I would try to make fun of something, and they're like, <laughs> we're just trying to do a good thing and keep people
0: healthy. Yeah, well, that's good. I yeah. also thought it was kind of more of a, yeah, a hipstery. Yeah, it's not. Fancy, it's just... but it's, yeah, that's awesome. People just trying to do a good thing, although <laughs> that is what a lot of hipsters are trying to do.
1: I know, and then they just get made fun of all the time. They're yeah, like, oh, you're stupid in the world. They're like, hey, we're just trying to like help this neighborhood, and everyone's yeah. like, whatever, <laughs> you and your scarves. Yeah, you and your dumb scarves. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's all I got for the drink. That was uh, it was kind of just like a quick one, but it was mm-hmm. also just you know, it was perfect for dieting. It's a, if you want to drink and be on a diet, I guess
0: these are perfect for you. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're not supposed to drink when you're on a diet, but for uh, some of yeah, us, that's not an option. Diets, as we discussed earlier, diets are very moldable. You can flex, a lot of flex in a diet. I think that's the best diet is one that is totally and completely catered to yourself. Do you have
1: any interesting facts for us this week, Carl? Yes,
0: I do. Okay, so the WHO, the World Health Organization, I don't know if anyone's mm-hmm. heard of it. It's not like they're in the news or anything. Um, has said that the worldwide obesity rate has almost tripled since 1975. Yeah, that tracks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, some cool diets, though. Well, this one's cool. In 1028, William <sighs> the Conqueror of England, he got a little too big to ride his horse. Fat some again, so yeah, too fat to water ski. Yep, <laughs> he went on a liquid diet, yeah, of only alcohol for nearly a year, and He's- it worked. Oh, my God. So that's my new diet. (laughs) (laughs) Just booze only. (laughs) Just drink these nudes. You'll be fine. I know. I know. So like we kind of talked about before, almost all diets work because you consume less calories and no diet works for everyone. Uh, Although sleep. Sleep's a big thing. Lack of sleep disrupts your hormonal balance and causes a decrease in leptin, which is the hormone that makes you feel full, and it increases in, oh, God, ghrelin? Ghrelin?
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) In grilling. like like, Yeah, sure. (laughs) That barbecue. G-H-R-E-L-I-N, which triggers hunger. So basically, if you're not sleeping, you don't feel full and you are constantly hungry. But now there's this new diet that they're calling narcorexia, which uses (laughs) sleeping pills to excessively sleep. Because guess what? If you're asleep the whole time, you don't eat. (laughs)
1: and it's called narcorexia
0: (laughs) yeah and you use yeah sleeping pills that sounds very very bad yeah Uh, that doesn't sound good no and also sleeping too much can cause weight gain just like excessive sleepers actually have a greater risk of obesity the same as those with too little sleep so stop trying to do stupid shit guys are those your interesting facts for the week? those are yep
1: thank you very much you guys we do this every week. We have a new episode. Every week we pair two new things together. A life event with alcohol. and Then we just try to fix your life and fix ours. So <laughs> we are so excited that you're listening. And um, we have a new website. We talk about it every week. And I will stop <laughs> calling it new in 10 years. Perfect. It is www.lifepairingspodcast.com. And you can check out our uh, Patreon there. Uh, and click on it if you want to become a member that's great um that just allows us to uh expand the podcast come up with new funner ideas and uh yeah new equipment better sound that kind of thing and so if you want to become patreon you get extra stuff carla Mm -hmm. extra extra Yeah, you can ask. There's all different levels. So go on there, check it out, click on the old Patreon button in the right-hand corner at the top of the screen. You can also find out a little bit about us and uh, listen to every episode that maybe you've missed from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts, and like, subscribe, uh, comment, all of the things. And uh, we're so happy you're listening, and we hope you listen next week. Thank you very much. We'll catch you Thursday. Thanks, guys.